4: Uh uh. We wait on reparations. You're listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Factor it isn't lynching light or being skinned alive A genocide uh. to force the working class to choose between paying their run on time and getting back to work, catching the germ and being set heaven's side. It's freedom at its finest, and it's their crime if they're not getting by. And it's my right to fix my frosted tips and hit the gym and miss my spit all over them. So tell me, why are you so threatened by it? What's that now? You value human life more than investment ties, and so does Denmark, South Korea, Canada, Australia, France, Ireland, Italy, Germany, UK, Spain, and the Netherlands enough to pay their people UBI so they can sit inside, and we deserve the same. So first of all, you want a general strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. With Congress back in business, just like Georgia is with hemp, to deal with shortages, events, and bankrolling their corporate friends, we once again exhort the Dems as much as the Republicans. So fuck this up again. Give us relief with mortgages and rent. Tell them you leave us forced to pick between the Morgan pitch and tents—the only pitch that they'll be coming with. So fork to eat the rich.
3: Fork to eat the rich. Of course you'd be a dish. Uh. Yeah. Thought that I had seen it all, I don't know what's more to get Living under quarantine, got a nigga bored and stressed Gave your ass a check, need more, but they sure impressed Seen three recessions, three wars, I ain't 40 yet Was gonna guess, system failed, they can deny it, but shit is frail Listen well, they gonna want you to go get as sick as hell For somebody else's stock clout, going for the rebound, getting boxed out Hope it doesn't happen, but I got doubts Why you in your fortress and the people getting shot down? Cause they in the streets and now the cops are using hot rounds I don't even want y'all mad to get swung on, watch the world burn with some gasoline draws on, make that, but y'all rather take our shit, and as long as you flaws, put a face on it, wait for it, not saying that I hate all rich, but I smoke a L for all of the hate, y'all get dope. Hey. Yo. My name is Dope Knife. I'm Lingua Franca. And we are waiting Waiting on on reparations.
4: reparations. Hurry
3: up. Ah, so. Fuck. Well, I mean, there's no... It's no easy way to say it. We might as well just say it because it's on both of our minds. Yeah. But, um, you know, this episode comes after an uh, unfortunate bit of news this week. The passing of a uh, journalist, political commentator, and activist Michael Brooks. It's weighed pretty heavily on both of us. Yeah, we're I was both,
4: devastated. I am devastated.
3: We're both pretty big fans.
4: Yeah, I had recent, only recently gotten into his work and it felt like I was only very very recently becoming like smart enough to fucking understand it <laughs> like he had such a like an internationalist perspective and just such such deep care for the struggles of working people yeah. around the globe and i've learned so much from him about like uprisings from uh, brazil to like communism in india and the way that they'd organized really effectively under covid and um israeli apartheid and just like so many topics yeah. and to find out that he's gone really hurts
3: it's like every time you listen to him speak it's like you learn something each time but it's funny that you said that cuz it's like the way that i found out about him was um it was actually him being funny it was uh yeah he was
4: he was hilarious he
3: was playing a clip of uh i mean i had seen him you know guest appear on like young turks and you know majority report but he was uh you know, at this point, he had had his show, I think, and he was playing a clip of Alex Jones, like berating Ben Shapiro, but he said it to the beat for Nas's Ether, oh, God. and it was like the funniest shit I'd ever heard. I was like, yeah, yeah. I gotta find out who this who guy is. This is.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but
3: um, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, Uh definitely was hoping at some point. The more that we keep doing this Maybe being able to talk to him
4: Yeah um, Yeah So if uh, All our listeners Out there If you would please join us In A brief moment of silence For Michael We'd really appreciate it So yeah Go check out Some of Michael's streams or the Michael Brooks show On um, YouTube Patreon. He had a book out about the intellectual dark web that I recently started reading and it's really good um, that you can get via Red Emma's. I'd highly recommend. Um, Yeah, just it's not too late to learn from him, even though he's gone.
3: The thing about when you follow people on YouTube like that is you feel like you know them. So something like this happens, or you know, you feel it every
4: day. Yeah. You feel it
3: a little bit harder than you do for usually in situations like this. But then also, because of the nature of being a YouTuber, there's just endless amount of content that you can always look yeah. at to remember them forever. So.
4: Yeah. So go check that out for sure. What else is going on with you?
3: Oh, um, I'm finally ready to let you read my comic book because I'm finished oh, writing it. Yeah. Finished writing it. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, to explain, the comic book was written, but I kind of went with the what they call in the industry the Stan Lee method, where... I outlined the story and then I drew it and then I put the you know the dialogue and word balloons after and stuff. So that's what I've been doing for like the last month and finally finished that. So um yeah, look in your inbox soon. You'll Sick. be getting. A copy I can't that.
4: wait. I've been everybody hearing about this for so everybody long. Everybody
3: who's read it so far said it's been dope. So when you, you know. described
4: it to me, I was just fucking mind blown that yeah. this is a thing that exists or will exist in the world. And, and
3: because I've been like doing the dialogue. You know recently it's it's been influenced by everything that's been going on so a lot of my current thoughts on stuff have been incorporated into the story of it i i I don't want to like tease it too much because it doesn't you know it's no one can hold it in their hands yet so
4: except me i'm gonna (laughs) fucking download that shit read
3: it at night what about you what's going on with you
4: fuck man i'm just watching what's going down in chicago and portland
3: oh yeah did they already send troops to chicago
4: uh, I don't think they have well, well, yet tell, tell them
3: what's going on in Chicago
4: So um, I believe Friday night They had a decolonized Ziga Gong Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right Protest for uh, black and indigenous solidarity Asking for us For you know the government to decolonize By like protecting Community gardens in Chicago By bringing down the Columbus Christopher Columbus statue And you know obviously defund the, the CPD And get uh Chicago cops out of schools and uh, protesters uh, were met with violence by CPD. A 18 um, year old activist with Good Kids, Mad City, named Miracle Boyd, while filming an arrest, got several teeth knocked out by a Chicago police officer. And um, I've been really heartened by the fact that they haven't really let up in that aftermath. Like the very next night, they were outside of Lori Lightfoot's house, once again demanding to fund CPD. Um, you know, I think at this point the word is out about what's happening in Portland. The mainstream media has finally picked up on what's going on.
3: I mean, they've been going at it, um, as far as like covering it. Yeah. Uh, so that's been encouraging because, I mean, you would think if there's ever going to be a moment that's going to unify just everybody on like different political spectrums, it would be literal jackbooted. Thugs like kidnapping people off the streets.
4: Yeah, think the fucking libertarians would have something to say about this. And
3: uh But I mean, no, there's definitely bootlickers out there. I've been I've been seeing them. There's like all of the freedom of speech warriors that are always down to declare the end of Western civilization the minute some purple-haired kid won't let Jordan Peterson speak somewhere. Where you niggas at? Huh? Gestapo's in the street. Where you at? Yeah. I digress. You know, I mean, I guess this is all fitting with, you know, Donald Trump's America.
4: You know, on this podcast, um, and maybe it's mostly just me, but, you know, by extension on this podcast, um, we talk a lot about the revolutionary roots and uh, potential for hip-hop a lot of times. But um, it's inevitable that eventually, sometimes, occasionally... We, uh, in diving deep into hip-hop's complexities and contradictions, we address its fawning over the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump.
3: Donald Trump. And so
4: this is a topic that, like, you feel really impassioned about.
3: I definitely have thoughts, (laughs) to say the least. Well, you know what? I feel that we should clarify this, right? Like, we should maybe amend it and not necessarily talk about hip hop's relationship to Donald Trump but talk about rappers' relationships to Donald Trump. Hip hop is so many different things that I think it's kind of unfair to just mask all of it like b-boys and b-girls and graffiti artists. This is this is more of a rapper thing cuz it
4: has to do with personas. Yeah. And like the cultivation of like very specific kind of personas yeah. in hip hop and in the rise of Donald J. Trump.
0: You can hate don't fun, my nigga with Donald Trump and the trust my nigga.
3: In many ways, Donald Trump's very essence pre presidency represents, <sighs> in in a lot of ways, the very id of what, for at the very least, mainstream American hip hop was. Now, you know, obviously there's much to be said about the turn that hip-hop has taken on Donald Trump, just as a public figure, and that's all that we're really dealing with here, like, trust me, we we'll, we can get into, like, you know, the, the political ramifications of this, but I think that's pretty easy, you know, I mean it's fucked Donald Trump all day in hip-hop at this point, you know what I mean because of what he represents politically but, as we all know, that wasn't always the case, and Donald Trump was definitely a figure that was referenced Numerous times.
4: Over 200 times.
3: Over 200 times in the last 30 years.
4: So the takeaway from all these references, positive and negative, and most are positive and favorable. By a count done by 538, 19% of song lyrics about Trump were negative, while 60% were positive.
3: 200 rap songs. Obviously, I know there have been way more than 200 rap songs created in that time, but... Really? That's a lot of references to one one living one living
4: person.
3: That's crazy if you think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like the only only other you know figure that I can think of that has that many references in hip hop would be like Tony Montana, who's like famously not real. Famously,
4: (laughs) notoriously (laughs) not a real person.
3: not even necessarily his um, rise to political power, but he became such a commonly referenced character in the story that is hip-hop, if you actually go back and you listen to it. So let's just give you a brief little history. So the earliest that anyone can really recall hearing references to Donald Trump in rap songs would be around 1989, and that unfortunate... Unfortunate accolade is going to either go to the Beastie Boys, the Fat Boys, or my pick of the goat, Ice T. But one of those cats had the first Donald Trump bar. This is
4: 1989.
0: 1989. Okay. Yo, Ice, I did a concert in the White House, and after that, me and Donald Trump
3: hung out. It's like hard to think of Donald Trump as anything other than a politician at this point. You can't really divorce him from his office or his power or the party that's behind him. But if you really do try to just like take yourself back to a time before that, this brash, arrogant, self-important, verbose, dangerous, like might be a criminal, but has like an acceptance in legit business... Just there's just a lot about who Donald Trump was as a figure that totally makes sense that he was dealt with the way that he was in in hip hop up to that time. I mean, no different than I mean, if just consider if you if Tony Montana was a real person. Pretty sure it would be like a horrible human being. You know what I'm saying?
4: Not a good dude.
3: Yeah, like not a good person. Pretty sure Al Capone was not, like, a good guy. I'm pretty sure Noriega wasn't a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, these are all figures that have been referenced in hip-hop time and time again, and I don't think anyone is going to 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 question the references that will come in the future. You know what I'm saying? The aspect of Donald Trump that makes it such a regrettable reference going back is what he's become. You know what I'm saying? Which to What me, he's
4: revealed himself to be.
3: But that is the issue to me. Is that the deal breaker? <laughs> like, that he
4: has revealed himself?
3: Yeah, like did well, like, yeah. like was that not something that was obvious to people?
4: Clearly not.
3: Alright. So my thesis, as it were, is <laughs> <clears throat> if hip hop is the most powerful cultural entertainment. Thing, phenomena to happen in the last 30-40 years with its mainstream incarnation being at the forefront then does mainstream American hip hop have any influence over Donald Trump's rise to power now by power I don't necessarily mean political power because again one of the reasons that we're not really tackling what hip hop's relationship to Donald Trump is now is because like at this point it's kind of cliche like the consensus is fuck Donald Trump you know for the most part Yeah. for the most part it's it really is something I mean I've I've asked several rapper friends of mine and it's kind of a hard thing to deal with in music now because like making a song about your thoughts about donald trump is like
4: it's kind of passe it's kind of like all
3: right yeah, oh can- yeah, cancer yeah. is bad word dude yeah it's yeah. a really interesting song <laughs> exactly no know? It's
4: fucking know like,
3: racism is bad you know like word okay we got word you. we got you
4: yeah
3: what, what, what is what is your thoughts on that just just your initial thoughts on just like that question 1987 he just wrote art of the deal he has pretty much lied his way into people thinking he is something he's not.
4: It's already begun.
3: And he's gotten embraced yeah. by. Yeah. That's that's the power I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, does hip-hop have, have anything to do with his rise to that? I do not think hip-hop is responsible for the rise of Donald Trump. I, I, do wanted, not, I
4: wanted to make clear no, something no, no. about that because it's not as if these positive Trump references through the decades have been turning young black men out to vote for Trump mm-mm, in mm-mm. droves. According no, no, no. to the NYT, only thirteen percent of black men voted for him. So I don't know if we can really make the connection of like these positive references throughout the the years and like
3: it's not that I'm saying that hip hop is responsible for the rise of Donald Trump. I do not believe that. But I don't believe that the apprentice is responsible for the rise of Donald Trump either. But I definitely know that there's a there's a, a part in conditioning the public to be comfortable with Donald Trump as a public figure. That the apprentice definitely played, right?
4: Yes, yes.
3: That's all I'm saying.
4: Well, what I think is that, um, you know, Donald J. Trump was a young man in New York during the era of hip hop's ascendancy. He was even if distantly there when it came up, and he reportedly liked hip hop. Um, he had friendships with he had friendships with people like Russell Simmons. Um, And I'd say that this relationship between Donald Trump and hip-hop, and indeed some shared characteristics between hip-hop creators, rappers specifically, and the current president, are what they are because they were cooked up in the same cauldron. The same social, cultural, political forces that gave birth to hip-hop, and the same mentality that circulated within hip-hop as a result of these cultural forces, also shaped Donald Trump and who he has, who he became, who he has become. Um, and, I, and, and and some and some have even said, you know, Charles Blow in 2018 even ventured to say that Trump took after hip hop in some ways. He, yes. in, he quote unquote envied it, he aped it, he admired the men who learned how to monetize swagger. So I think the really interesting question is, to what degree did hip hop make Donald Trump who he is?
3: That is true, but even the implications of that to me <laughs> are like I never even thought about it that way. But even that, like, with what we know of Donald Trump now, do we think any of that reverence or respect was genuine?
4: No, I mean it was like it's cultural appropriation, and it's like and superficial. You know. I talk about the fact that Donald Trump has always been a racist. Going back to 1973, the Justice Department alleged that Trump discriminated against prospective black tenants of his apartment complexes rather than just screening out low-income applicants as they claimed at the time. The Department of Justice sent black testers to more than half a dozen buildings and were denied apartments, but similar white testers would then be offered apartments in the same Apartment buildings. So, this is back in 1973, before before he even has a claim to th- fame of like the Trump Tower. Before hip hop's even a thing. Before hip hop was even really a thing. So,
3: look, I, I do not disagree with anything that you said. I just feel like there's a reason that they referenced him so much. I'm not saying that. There's no, like, mitigating factors behind it. And there's very, well, a reason for why there was that connection. There's a reason why Donald Trump was hanging in those scenes and was around those people. I don't mean it in like, ah, gotcha, see what you did? Yeah. Uh, That's not really how I mean it. I mean it more so just as like, you know what, maybe just letting any old body get into our hip-hop shit is not, like, a good idea.
4: Do you think people are have wisened up to that?
3: No, 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 not at all.
4: If anything, its power has been in the way it has fueled the white suburban imagination about black America and stoking those fears of it through reporting on what's happening on the ground in black America. Oh, God, these thugs are going to come and rape your wives and like whatever. Um, that sort of like white supremacy uh, that you know, has linked arms with Donald Trump and sort of hoisted him up as their champion, like, hip-hop has definitely influenced that to a degree and sort of stoked those fears that gave an opportunity for someone like uh, Donald Trump to...
3: I'm just always curious, right? Maybe it's... I didn't grow up in the States, and something that we'll discover as, as we go on with these episodes is, like, there's certain things... That I perceived one way because I was living overseas as a kid when it was happening, that maybe it didn't have the same perception. Like, there definitely was a point in my childhood when Donald Trump is a figure, I just knew him to be, like, this rich guy. Yeah. But there definitely was a point in my childhood when Donald Trump's bankruptcy and, like, just the... The, the concept of bankruptcy was just something that, like, I associated with Donald Trump. He was, like, the most famous person that I knew that went bankrupt. I didn't even really know what bankruptcy meant, except that you lost money is yeah. the only concept I had of So, like, I knew that. And from all of the, like, research that we've been doing, it doesn't seem like that was ever, like, held against Donald Trump.
4: Yeah. Let me get, yeah, let's. You know, like, yeah. there,
3: there's, there's never any, like, I can't find any references to you you niggas gonna go broke like Donald Trump. Like, no one was ever saying that. Like, he, he, even though that was the reality of his life, it seemed to escape.
4: Between 1991 and 2009, Trump's hotel and casino businesses declared bankruptcy six times due to inability to meet required payments and to renegotiate debt with banks.
3: Yo, I mean, so that's like, it's that's o-
4: like the heyday of most of these quotes that we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, that's
3: like over a decade of failure for niggas to catch on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even yeah. the reference doesn't make two, sense it's at that time. Years. Yeah, 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 yeah. The aspect of like Trump being like such a bombastic figure also playing into it too. Because, you know, surely like Bill Gates is a famous rich guy, but he didn't get as many shout outs or like comparisons or things like that is Trump because he's not like showy yeah
4: that's a good point that's a good point yeah
3: I know hip hop is supposed to be inclusive and everybody can get in and yada 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 all that all that shit I'm saying so I guess the thing that's just like disheartening the lesson that I don't think is being learned because maybe it's just some shit that only I'm thinking about but is who we let in to hip hop and how this donald trump situation is not the first time that somebody faking the funk got open arms and brace and then flipped around on the other side and turned turned out to not even be not a decent person not be for the culture like nothing you know what i'm saying like i i look at Donald Trump's fall from grace no different than Kid Rock's. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people who listen to mainstream hip-hop who, like, I'm pretty sure don't give two fucks about the people making it or anybody that looks like them.
4: Nah, yeah. I mean, this is a college town that we're in right now, and, like, you definitely see, like, hoisted pickup trucks Flag, you know MAGA hat ass motherfuckers out here bumping, bumping your young, favorite yeah, yeah bumping you're, you're, Waka Flocka
3: in the newest Migo song I just feel like obviously there's nothing anybody could do to change the path but in hindsight you know the fact that there's no self reflection as to like damn yo what was it about what I was doing that would have made a motherfucker like that feel comfortable yeah cause what do you, what do you see as the deal breaker for Trump and hip hop
4: I don't think I don't think you can ask me that question because I feel like we should have been f- not fucking with him all along. I agree. No, <laughs> yeah. I
3: agree for you. So I'm not talking about you personally. Yeah. I'm talking about what What do you see? Like, because obviously there's a switch, right? Yeah. Like Trump has been, he's been doing, he's, he's been being Trump and doing all of his I Trump mean, things and having all of his Trumpisms, and then in hip hop was this. I'm doing. I'm living. It's always I'm living like I'm. I'm with. Um, you know what I mean? I'm getting money like that they're
4: stacking paper like Trump. That they're staying in Trump hotels. They they're well known like him. They're saying they're the black version of him. And so Trump is represented as an expiring example of wealth and success, and that and someone they someone they want to be close to, whether socially or in terms of emulating that success.
3: If there was a switch to where it was just universally fuck Donald Trump. What aspect of Donald Trump do you think is the deal breaker?
4: It's hard to say because, I mean, like as late as 2015, Ja Rule was saying, not even like rapping about Trump, but saying things like Trump is very entertaining. He speaks very openly and candidly about what he feels. I think it's a breath of fresh air. And birtherism for everybody. started in
3: 2011, right? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And so there was already this undercurrent of like questioning the belonging of African American folks in this country and, like...
3: Yeah, I mean, let's not forget about all of the housing discrimination stuff back in... Oh, the, God. The, yeah, I mean, the Central
4: Park Five?
3: I think it's overt racism is the deal breaker. To me, that's very easy. I think there's a lesson to be learned from that. We all look at Donald Trump now and we're like, wait a minute. This guy's a fucking idiot, right? Like, like he doesn't know anything. He's dumb. Like... Why is he always lying all the time and oblivious? Like, like this is really like, damn, who the fuck fell for anything that this guy was saying? You know, that's how we look at him now and shit like that. But the thing is, he's always been that. So if the only different factor is that he came down the escalator and said that Mexicans are rapists, ah, like, we don't like that shit. Everything else we were cool with. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the other shit, all the, like, crooked dealings, immoralistic selfishness, misogyny, like, all of that shit. It's like, uh, I mean, when I think of all of the things that I think are bad about Donald Trump, when I go down the list, there would be, like, two or three things that would come up that I would imagine, like, why is anybody fuck with this person? And racism comes in at, like, number three or two. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Period. But I think that... If there was a Donald Trump, or if there was an alternate reality where Donald Trump didn't come down the escalator and say that Mexicans are rapists, I have a hard time imagining a reality where you would not see a lot of your favorite mainstream rappers at the MAGA rallies.
4: I feel feel you on that. I feel you on that, yeah. I think you're making a good point, but like the thing that I really wonder in these times is that, okay, rappers have been trash-talking Trump since 2016, 2017.
3: Mm, really, 2015. What,
4: 2015. Yeah. But what are rappers going to do? Like, are they going to mobilize people to vote? Are they going to come out and endorse candidates? Are they going to campaign for candidates? Are they going to benefit concerts for candidates? Like, what are what are we going to do? What are they going to do?
3: I don't even think that we necessarily, that isn't a must that rappers go out there and necessarily speak on behalf of, like, a candidate or anything like that but going well, We
4: had like the, the you know we had like Jay-Z and like Beyoncé endorsed Obama and, yeah. uh, and and
3: But when when Jay-Z or endorsed uh, Hillary Clinton what yeah. did he, what did he say when he did it? Said something to the effect of now I got no problem with Trump he's a nice guy uh- but like Hillary Clinton you know what I'm saying it's like nah man I- obviously you know I'm kind of passionate about this and I'm totally open to being wrong but I feel that for 30 years, hip hop has been like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get mine. Flash, flash, flash. We've been putting it out there. And it's, I mean, we're, we're living in, in, in woke times, in, in more aware times where people are more aware and more, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that shit from the past is like bad, but I would think that people would wanna reflect and it's like, damn, you know what? Like maybe, maybe we have some sort of like responsibility to take this guy down.
4: Like a particular responsibility, <laughs> yeah. like we have some some of the burden on our yeah. shoulders of like the guilt, guilt of the past. We have to atone for our pre- previous actions by like doing something about the situation. That
3: Everybody we're in. who, everyone who works at the crew of the Apprentice television show, I feel Should feel the exact same way. It's like, yo, man, we was working on making this type of shit like mad regular. And, you know, I mean, and normalized. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And now that doesn't seem cool anymore so people who worked in that show should be dropping all those like tapes that no one has seen yet yeah i think rappers should rappers should make more of a of an effort if they feel this way if they don't feel that way then it's different but like if there are things that you recognize in trump and trumpism that like you see is like yo that's like a whack way for people to be then you should speak on it. And speak on it in your music because more people are going to hear that than they're going to hear any interviews that you did.
4: Right. They might see on, like, Billboard or Rolling Stone that you endorse someone one time in their feed, but they're going to listen to that song in their car exactly. every single day. And that's what's going to drive people out to vote. That's when it's going to raise critical consciousness about the issues. So I guess that's what we need to do. It remains to be seen if we'll see it. But
3: we can only hope. We can only hope. We can only hope.
0: It's
1: always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
4: Man, I would kill to go to see, like, a hip-hop show. I would kill to, because, like, I've been seeing online that, like, Bernie's having these, like... Concerts. Body Bear and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like well, I would love to, I would love to see You know
3: Cardi B's probably gonna do
4: I would I would I would go see Cardi B and Bernie Sanders.
3: But a, that's a, the the thing about like hip hop and politics. It's just like so much of the music doesn't like match
4: these. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Goes hand in hand. It's fine. I think the more we encourage people to see that like you can turn up and twerk on the weekend and fulfill your civic duty and vote. Like, it doesn't have to. It's not like you're not that kind of person no, who no, does I, that kind of thing. I agree. Because you are into a certain kind of music. No, 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 it's no, too, no, 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 It's been too long that, like, we've carved out this space in between those identities. We're like, oh, I am the, I go to the club. That other shit's not for me. But no, we need to start normalizing, like, both. Yes. Twerk your ass off. Get down.
3: And go fucking vote. I agree. I agree. It's just funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, like no one can say that it's not funny. Like it's
4: mad funny.
3: Well, by the time you guys are hearing this, um, there's no telling. But uh There's no telling. It could be it could be either on the eve of this shit popping off, or it could be while well, the primaries are still going on, but vote, you know what I'm saying? Get or at out. least at least speak up, you know what I'm saying? Shit.
4: Yeah, vote and be a vote multiplier. Tell your roommates, tell your friends. I don't know where Squale, our other roommates, stands politically, but you bet your ass. I'm gonna get his ass to go vote. So let's um let's maybe get into talk about some of these pre-2015 references. So one of the earliest mentions, as we kind of touched upon earlier, was um BC Boys track Johnny Ryo of the 1989 album Paul's Boutique.
0: Don't
4: Which I think Donald Trump was supposed to be like some like comical version in the song. So he's talking about Johnny Ryle running around, just doing crazy shit. He lives in the street. He's a rockabilly star from the days of old. You just have teeth all filled with gold. Um, but then they talk about Donald Trump and Donald Trump living in the men's shelter, wonderbread bag shoes, and singing Helter Skelter. He asked for a dollar. You know what it's for, man? Bottle after bottle, he always needs more. So I mean. I don't really, it's not really clear what, uh it's not really clear to me what Donald Trump is doing in the song other than the fact that the men's shelter is um, a uh, homeless shelter in Brooklyn that provides temporary emergency housing for um, single men who are diagnosed with mental illness and substance abuse, which I think those two uh, qualifiers might have applied. I think Donald in Trump. that
3: context, it's just as a, pop cultural figure it's a pop culture
4: figure yeah I mean I I don't want to read too much into the like
3: I mean a lot of these are because of that I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's something that doesn't lend itself to be read into you know what I'm saying like I definitely think there's room to read into it too much in a good way though like in a way that we should be reading into it but on their end Like I said, Donald Trump has been, at this point, and this is what's so fucking sad about it, and I'm glad that we're getting this episode out of the way so that we don't have to talk about Donald Trump all the fucking time. But it's just like, as a figure, Donald Trump has been present and constant in American life for so long, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it just makes sense that it's just like... He comes up as a default thing that you think of when you're trying to make a certain point when you're writing. Right, and a
4: lot of these rhymes they don't have a very like they don't they're not like talking about him at length or any of his qualities or qualifications. Other
3: than he's a rich, popular, powerful person. That's it. That's That's all. That's all. It's the only context. Yeah. Scarface and money and power.
0: Ah.
4: uh UGK Pocket Full of Stones 1992.
3: Oh, that's what oh. I love that
0: song. yeah. Suck a dick in licking ass just to get a bump. Book black Caesar, call me black
4: No one calls you that. First of all, no one calls you them. I like okay, the Coop
0: 1993. Yeah, so break yourself. It's collection day.
4: Break yourself Trump It's collection day. The Coop, isn't that is that is that Boots' ban?
3: Um I think so. I, okay, I, that's Boots I, Riley. I do think that's Boots Riley's ban, yeah.
4: So okay, so okay, the Coop here is that nineteen ninety three.
3: Break yourself Trump, it's collection day.
4: Okay, listen. No, so we have our first example of a negative Trump rhyme. Let me hear it. Now the Uzis that were once used to kill each other are now used to serve and protect the brothers and the sisters because they pack in 45s and nines were down for revolution and not just for their behinds. Because the word is heard across the bay in LA and in New York, New York, Chicago, and Atlanta, GA. We give. A uh, fucks if you've got money in the billions, cause I'm cause motherfucker, we've got posses in the billions. So break yourself, Bush, it's collection day. Break yourself, Trump, it's collection day.
3: Ah. Break
4: yourself Dupont, it's collection day. Yep. You stole the shit from your great from my great granddaddy anyway.
3: So yeah, I mean, but look at who that is. It's the it's the coup. I mean
4: It's the coup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
3: it's like that, that that makes all the sense in the world. Okay, that's cool.
4: So, who is the Coop? Just for a little bit of background, it's an Oakland, California-based hip-hop group that um, has frontman Boots Riley, as you may know from uh, "Sorry to Bother You." Fame. Um, They have, you know, a lot of their music has a critique of capitalism, yeah, American politics, white patriarchal exploitation, police brutality.
3: The the only reason I'm just not working at fast food as Taken aback by it Is just cause it's expected Like if we If we should come across Like a dead prez You know I don't know if it's in here But if we should come across A dead prez one And it's a negative one That would make all the sense I'll be surprised If it's like Yo Master P Has like a You know what I'm saying Oh wait Am I on Master Oh
0: Put my cash in my
3: pockets Donald Trump Yeah see Like <laughs> Now yeah. if Master P Has said Fuck you Trump Fuck you Bush I got a Molotov cocktail <laughs> <laughs> Might have been, um, yeah. I think we could have made a difference in this. <laughs> um, what do we got? Uh, Raekwon with um,
4: Incarcerated Scarfaces, nineteen ninety five let's cool g-rap mafioso in
0: 1998.
4: can't stop a lot of people talking <laughs> of, a lot of people talking about wanting to be to in stay at the shitty ass
3: hotel
4: I'm in the Trump <laughs> International 30 floors up hi <laughs> Lil' Kim shut up bitch 2005. <laughs> Wait,
3: say <What>? that again. <laughs>
4: Yo, I'm in the... <laughs> I'm in the Trump International, 30 flows up. You ain't paying my... <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect.
4: Uh, Kanye West, 2010.
0: So we all spawning, ball. And ball and Donald Trump, taking dollars from y'all.
3: Yeah. The, these are these are the ones that I'm really interested in. Okay. It's the ones that occur after 2010.
4: Lil Wayne on T.I.'s ball. I' trying I'm a my blunt like Donald Trump maybe only a reference to the apprentice
3: when was that that was 2012 2012 okay yeah i yeah, fire- yeah. yeah that is a reference to the apprentice yeah. but still still right is this like 2012 Obama's running for his second term
4: yeah
3: the year before Donald Trump comes out with this wild racist birtherism shit, right and still, we're getting positive references to Donald Trump? And still.
4: Raekwon. Google that. 2012. Raekwon. The chef. The chef. The chef.
3: Take over the world when I'm on my Donald Trump shit. Mac Miller. Rest in peace. 2011. And I remember watching the first birtherism interview. Or at least... One of the first ones, like I was, like I remember avidly watching it on TV, and like, oh, word, this thing is racist. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But again, to me, it's just that's just what really solidifies it in my mind that I think the the visceral reaction to seeing him come down the escalator, running for president, and like kicking off the whole thing with like, oh, and by the way. Fuck the Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really think that that was just like the switch of like, oh, yeah, we're not fucking with you
4: anymore. <laughs> you know
3: what I'm saying? Yeah.
4: So Fader has said that the official end of the era of positive Donald Trump references was with um, how do you say this? Ray. Sh-
3: Ray Shrimmer.
4: Ray Shrimmer. Sh- Sh- Shrimmer. The fucking ear drummers. Ray Shrimmer. single, single up like Trump. Which was released just before Trump announced his campaign.
3: And was it positive?
4: Uh, what was it? Up like Donald Trump. Up. What? Huh. Okay. Okay, up like Donald Trump, you know. So here we are, 2015. Donald Trump is running for president. Suddenly, there's the escalator moment, as you, you know, noted. And then things?
3: Then that's when you get...
4: Kendrick Lamar Black Friday
5: 2015.
4: I'm the pioneer that got you near the sun him. Bet you better you for Donald Trump Rick Ross, free, free
3: Inter- Enterprise
0: purposes. 2015 yeah oh is it because I'm rich and I know what pain is? assassinate Trump like I'm Zimmerman now it's
3: Donald Trump ain't safe on my block got, got your, your wife at Ihop I- Dave East. I love that Oof. yeah yeah I did, no my I, actual favorite though I didn't I didn't know who said that, but, like, as I was reading it, yeah. I was like, oh, this is a New York rapper. Oh, Davies." Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. 2016.
3: 2006. Yeah, no, that's, like, I think Trump had, uh, had probably won the primary by that point. I do remember that. I think LP has the illest Trump bar. Oh yeah. That's I mean yeah. that, I mean unless we're going for positive. No,
4: nah, no. Nah, if nah, it's nah. just
3: a reference to Donald Trump that is the coldest bar, like That's the coldest. Slicker than Trump, I like yeah, that. Yeah. That that's probably Yeah.
4: And then of course there's fuck Donald Trump by YG. He too rich, he ain't got the answers. He can't make the signals for this country, He gonna crash us. Um, which was uh, purportedly uh, inspired by Hustle's positive experience working with Mexican immigrants
3: uh-huh. to the US. I didn't know that.
4: Um, as many probably know, it includes some sound bites of several black protesters who were ejected from a Trump rally down the road from us in Valdosta, Georgia. And he actually got called from the Secret Service to his label, Def Jam. And lines got blanked out of the song so that they could include it on the final cut of the album. So brazy.
3: Yeah, it was a, definitely an affirmation. You know, what I mean, like a statement type of song. Yeah, kind of it bit.
4: was kind of like a it, a it was it was like a summer jam kind of in the sense of like people really rallied. For when you can
3: it. say something, a phrase, and then like just naturally, FDT is like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You Write FDT. Everybody instantly knows what it stands for. It's like. You did it. You need strong songwriting behind making something like that happen.
4: And do you think they brought
3: it? Um, you, you know what? I mean, it's personally, it's not like my favorite song, to be honest with you. Um, but it's not because of anything that they did on the song. I just feel, again, it's the whole Trump thing. And even when the song came out at that point, it was like, yeah, it's like, for me, just personally, it's like, yeah, the guy's obviously bad. So, so so, the song had much more of a, like, yeah, I agree, guys. The beat's dope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah.
0: When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet... I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the
1: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television,
0: To getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit.
1: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
4: We need protest anthems. We need stuff for people to rally around culturally. I mean, I think that's one of the the link, linkages between hip-hop and, like, revolutionary culture so and do politics. You... Because we can rally folks to, I don't know, feel a sense of optimism about our political situation or, you know, have this catharsis I around agree. songs like that, even if their content can be m- m- trite. The only
3: sometimes. problem with songs like that is just... I feel, in a way, they kind of uh, lend power to the figure that they're about.
4: It's like it's like increasing re- name recognition through positive, ref- negative reference. Yeah. So, like the if you hear like, you know, if you hear someone got arrested for stealing, they just got a, you know, but you, they're later acquitted. All you remember is that they got arrested, and mm-hmm. so in your mind, they're the criminal. Even if someone is negatively referencing a figure, it gives that figure rent free in your head. Yes.
3: Yeah. That is true. All right, I have a sense that there's forces behind Trumpism and MAGAism that are like big and diabolical and evil and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? All everyone's fucking worst live nightmare of what the fuck is going on behind those scenes like But then there's also an element to it that's like extremely incompetent and, like, stupid and dumb, you know what I'm saying? So there's, like, an aspect of it that's, like, damn, yo, like, if Mussolini had us all under his thumb, damn, yo, fuck Mussolini. I got to make a song about this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's an element of, like, how goofy <laughs> Donald Trump is that just, like, seems like, man, that nigga don't deserve no song about him. Okay, so, I mean... I think we gotta end this like we end everything
4: Let's, let's kick uh, it and kick I feel it like fucking stuff. rapping
3: Alright, let's do it Hey, yo, can we get a beat? Uh, Ooh. uh ye- 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 Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Yeah. uh, uh Uh, uh uh uh, it's like fuck Donald Trump, like hey, like fuck Donald Trump, yeah <laughs> yeah, it's fuck Donald Trump, it's like yo fuck Donald Trump, yo fuck Donald Trump, and the other man like the government and Republicans. I come through motherfuckers though I'm smothering, and you know I'm on the board and I'm hovering. Yeah, you know I eat a nice meal. I show you motherfuckers how Green New Deal. I show you motherfuckers how I mean you feel. You coming up, but you motherfuckers just wearing teal. You like a seal. I hunt you for your blubber I like these motherfuckers Just jiggle like they flubber And every time I keep my shirt on uh, I'm not Usher I put you in a trap Like you was Ghostbuster. ghost buster. Uh, won't trust us Uh, I just go and bust it Till the whole machine's busted Rolling Rudolph crew Deeper than the 300 Every time I grab the shit Got a dope sandwich That needs mustard He's mustard You best must not trust them They the
4: government And they coming for your brethren Coming for your mother And all the other kids Everybody know that Those people in the government Ain't looking out for you Instead they're trying to Ignore you This should they exploit you, trying to take it and you go to the toilet everybody knows that they be toilet in the field trying to take your fucking soil everybody wishes that they could get like this rhyme but they cannot because they do not have the zest of that line but i squeeze up on the fucking spine of my sandwich everybody wishes they could handle it but they can't bitch yeah you have to have to understand it otherwise i'm gonna have to can it Wait.
3: and i'm going on the planet ah. like not. Nas- Yo, some makers marking a weapon. Take apart your protection. This the start of a lesson. I think you are second guessing. Drink in front of the reverend. That's why I have no adversary. Can't compare me to these cherries with their bad vocabulary. Wanna limit what I say? I remember that. Neckle snap. Don't care if you straight or a Democrat. You fake your demos whack. Wait till I get a crack. Whatever tracks Send it back. Replace it with better crap. By the way, what constitutes is cussing? I am too disgusting when coming through percussion. An abusive husband. Or I'm a dude when bussin', You wanna hear rhymes? And I'm the dude you're loving. I'm the future cousin. You hardly could rhyme Marty McFly Couldn't even see A part of my time I was dope When all of y'all Was watching Party of Five Not a ladies man But I bet your daughter Would grind my Angel buckle.
4: of the library Skin color of noble look, Shoulders folded like Tiger wings under his overcoat A wire thin retiree I smile smiling as I pass Him as I go to smoke A smile back, Wondering why the we the only ones With seven floors Of human knowledge Stacked around us How would heaven Could it be that I ain't here The only brown ones To be found here The town that in Emancipation era Population wise White and black people Had equal share-up. It wasn't like we <laughs> left The area terrorist sheriffs Tried to scare us with came of it would never. We we're about to hard hood, of misery. The salt the earth, the bitter grease, salt up the malt Ah, uh, uh, fuck. <laughs>
3: nah, uh, fuck Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, yo, I'm dope. Nice. I'm Lingo
4: Franco. We're waiting on reparations. Hurry
3: up. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Waiting on reparations is a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is the
0: story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger
1: they endured. They said, my head should be cut off.
0: I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Delve into
0: the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles.